Hello, boys and girls. It's Wolfman Dave again for that metal podcast, episode twenty. All right. <laughs> so, actually, I had uh, earlier recorded uh, episode twenty with Gonzo, which was on a certain person that we talked about on social media. However, the powers that be. The computer and other factors did not allow us to go ahead and record that. And so I am here to tell you that, unfortunately, I will have to record a different episode on different topics. Uh, um, But stay tuned because on the next episode, uh, 21, or I'm sorry, 22... I will have that covered with Gonzo. Episode 21 will be a surprise episode with someone you might be familiar with. So, with that being said, I just wanted to go ahead and apologize to everybody. Um, We weren't able to fulfill episode 20 to the fullest and to what it should have been. Um, Yeah, some, some... computer errors and whatnot it just didn't save and it unplugged just it was just a it was just a mess anyways so nonetheless here i am wolfman dave we'll be doing episode 20 today and i'll be going solo again so One of the first things that I wanted to talk about and one of the first things that I kind of wanted to address was the passing of Andre Matos of Angra. And I just wanted to say to my fellow Brazilians and everyone around the world and, and just pay my respects to everybody and to him because that is a heavy loss to the heavy metal community. I think that really fucking sucks. I wanted to also say that I think it's great because we have the one-year anniversary of Vinnie Paul. Um, Oddly enough, is the one-year anniversary of the podcast. (laughs) So it's a little strange. I do want to say that it's a little bittersweet, considering that this is not at all what I had planned for or what I had wanted so it's uh, definitely bittersweet. I'm a little bummed out that we didn't get our... Like, man, you guys should have heard. That episode was fucking amazing, but it just didn't pan out. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so, if you did not know, Anthony Bourdain Day is today. Uh, and if you did not know, Anthony Bourdain is one of my favorite... Um, probably one of my most favorite people on earth. Um, he kind of gave the okay to to be different and to be, you know, to be this like chef, this this rocker chef, punk chef. He he very 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 much reminded me of being like this, you know. He he was like the Lemmy of, of cooks, you know what I mean? Like he didn't give a f- he he just didn't give a fuck about anybody, and uh, but he very much did, you know. He was one of those those guys that um, he was a fucking sweetheart, very charismatic. He was a wonderful soul. He's a wordsmith, very romantic. He, you know, it broke my heart to hear last year when he took his own life. I didn't know what to do with myself because he made me, he kind of like molded me into the person who I am, to be honest with you. You know, he made me adventurous and eating and just trying new things and trying new beers and, and just trying new foods and just trying to be... You know, just trying new experiences as a whole. 
And I, I credit a lot of that to Anthony Bourdain. And I feel like, you know, food is more than just food. It's just a lot more than just for sustenance. It, it Food brings people together and it, it brings everyone and the whole world together. It's just not even one place or one area, one country. It just brings everyone together. And I think that's the beautiful thing. And I think that's what a lot of people forget, you know. And if you guys are some of the few who are very picky about how you're eating, well, you know what? It fucking sucks to be you, man. Because you're missing out on a shitload of different experiences. And you really should try at least try some other kinds of foods. However, if you're like me, I don't blame you if you don't like oysters. They're fucking nasty. Anyways. I also wanted to um, give my support and 100% support to Dave Mustaine. He's he's battling throat cancer at the moment, and it really broke my heart to hear that. You know, I mean, it breaks my it, it breaks my heart when it happens to anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Like I don't care who you are, even if you're a fucking stranger. It fucking sucks to get cancer, dude. No one ever asked for that. No one ever asked to be sick. No one ever wants to be sick. That's fucking bullshit. And I think Dave's one of those people who I feel he will overcome this. He's a strong individual, as we all know. And I think he could get past this. And I wish him the best. I hope he has a speedy recovery. I really hope he doesn't have to cancel any of the... Um, the cruises that he has lined up for, or the cruise that he has lined up, I really don't. He has. I hope he doesn't have to cancel that, because that would that would suck. But he, even if they do cancel, I hope he's there with everybody, you know. And I hope everybody shows him support. And I really hope that everyone else understands. If he does have to cancel, please be respectful. Don't be fucking trash and don't be pieces of shit, dude. Don't be assholes. Respect him, dude. Respect his health, man. Because when he's 100%, you know what he's capable of doing. And you know that where he'll go and what he'll do. Okay? So don't fucking... Don't, don't do him like that. So again... Unfortunately, yes. Uh, this episode is coming because I had a great episode actually with Gonzo that did not come to fruition. We had an outstanding fucking, I'm just so bummed out because it just didn't come to be. Um, we'll talk about it. And then, uh, on a future episode with him, um, it was just my computer. Just, it crapped out on me and crept out on us. At the worst possible moment that you can think of. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of you who know, understand that and that it might have happened to you. So I just wanted to tell you that my apologies in advance because episode 20 should have been a lot more epic. However, you still get me. <laughs> so moving on. We're going to go with, actually, questions today. So this episode, uh, I officially decided that it's just going to be all about questions from people, from friends, and from listeners. The first, the first topic that I'm going to talk about has nothing to do with that, though. The first topic has a lot to do with metal groups on Facebook. And I'm not going to name them, any of them specifically because I don't think that's fair. The one thing that I do see is there are people naming bands. Hey, 
what do you think about this band? How do you feel about such and such band? How do you feel about this band? Or how do you feel about this band's album? Or how about another one that I've seen? Um, hey, this band, name your favorite songs. And what I've seen, typically in all of the uh, comments, are disparaging very just negative comments and I'll tell you what several years ago I used to be that person too I'll be quite honest with you I I was one of those people yeah who cares about that band or like who cares about this band or whatever but you know what I don't I, I just can't do that anymore I feel like we who are we who, like, like, who the fuck are we to say something about this individual who really seems to be on a band that makes him happy? You know, like, what? who the fuck are we to take away that from them? You know, yeah, sure, they may be still learning about metal as a whole and metal uh, in totality, but... You could leave that in the comment below. You don't have to tell them, hey, your band fucking sucks dick. Hey, guess what? Your band sucks, dude. And you know what? Maybe the band does suck. And I'll tell you, the majority of the times, it is true. Those bands fucking suck. But I don't say anything. I'd rather not say anything at all. I'd rather just keep my mouth fucking quiet and just pass. I'm not going to say anything. If anything, I'll 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 just I'll just leave a band and uh, an, an album with that band, and that's it. That's all I do. You know, there's been times where I have um, said something negative, but I've thought about it long and hard, and I feel like yeah, he said long and hard, but no, uh, I've I've thought about it a bit, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I have to respect the other people because at the end of the day, quite frankly, we don't know how they're feeling. We don't know their state of being. We don't know anything about that other individual. And I think we owe it to ourselves to at least, you know, be honest with them. And at least, and if we are going to be honest with them, we could just say it in the comments. You know what? This band is not my band. Uh, I don't know anything about them. But how about you check this other band out? And maybe this this might be something you might be into. I think that's the best route. And I think that's the best way of going about it. I feel like because we're... If you're talking to fellow metalheads who are very, very much beginners and starters... And they're in these metal groups on Facebook and they don't know who to turn to. And they don't know, maybe they don't have friends, dude. You don't understand. Because come on, let's face it. If they're in countries where metal music and that sort of music is frowned upon and they have to keep it on the low and they can't be talking about it in public, dude, don't be that fucking asshole. And don't be the douchebag that does not let them vent or allow them to listen to that fucking music. That's just not fair, man. That's not up to you. That's just not fair for them. We need to introduce them. We need to show them new music. We need to just put stuff out there. Put some videos up on there, you know. Put some metal music. You never know what they're going to get into. But don't forget, they're not they might not be in the US. They might not have the same abilities or capabilities that we do because they there might be in a in a country where that's completely frowned upon and they get their ass kicked for even just listening to it or even bringing that shit up. Be thoughtful. Don't be a douche. Be thoughtful of 
those sort of issues. Even if you don't like the fucking band that they talk about. Again, I reiterate, show them another fucking band. I bring this up because I see this a lot on metal groups on Facebook. Do it. Don't be the fucking asshole, dude. Show them something else. Or just shut the fuck up. How about do that? Just don't say shit. So, I just want to get that off, get that off my chest. Uh, I've been seeing that a lot, and you know, I um, I'll be honest. I had been I, I did say things in the past, but um, yeah, I, I I think I matured. I think that's what you want to call it. Um, and so moving on to the next question. Uh, so this 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 um, I guess this uh, segment or this episode. This is going to be with uh, questions, okay? <laughs> Alrighty. So this kind of comes across what we were talking about earlier. Uh, so why do you talk shit? I'm sorry, let me, let me say it again. Why do you talk so much shit about Macedon? So we have this from, from California. All right. So let's, let's, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Alright, so it's not that I fucking hate Macedon. Okay, guys? I just don't think they're anything special. For everybody to be writing so much about them, I just don't think they're all that. Uh, primarily, my... My... I don't want to say hatred, because it's not hatred. Uh, I just... I saw an episode on, um, I believe it was VH1. It came out on, on YouTube, actually, um, Sam Dunn. And he had a series, and um, one, of the, one of the series topics was, was like progressive music or some shit like that. And uh, the, the episode was on uh, different prog bands, from the 70s, 80s, and till now. And he named his, his, his token progressive metal band was uh, Macedon. Now, this clearly, clearly goes against everything that I was just saying right now about not talking shit to fellow, fellow metalheads and whatnot. But I'm talking about don't talk shit to metalheads, fellow metalheads who are barely beginning, who are still rookies and they're still trying to earn and learn what kind of style of music that they like, if that makes any sense. Because they still, they probably don't know and just, you know, help them, show them, show them a different way. You never know which way they're going to go. However, this is a grown adult saying, that Macedon, and I'm talking about Semdon, is the prog band, the best prog band that's out there. And to me, that's just false. To me, that's false, and I think that is just a bunch of bullshit. You. Sure, they're they're they're. Uh, I wouldn't even call them a heavy metal band. I think I'd call them a rock band. Uh, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you're just listening to them and only them. I mean, get the fuck out of here. There's Hawken. There's Evergrey. There is uh, Dream Theater. There is Arion. There's Arjun Lucasen's Star One. There's Dan Swano. There are... I mean... Shit, we can go back to the oldies. We can go to Kansas. You can go to Camel. You can go to... Um, Styx. You can go to Rush. Which people were probably getting boners about. You can go to Rush. You know, there's tons of bands out there that are considered prog. And he never really, I think he only mentioned Kim Crimson and I forgot another band, but he never mentioned any other band. 
I, you know, I think that's kind of a, a, a false statement on his end, just to be the Mastodon is the be all and end all uh, group. Uh, they're not even that good, to be honest with you, and they're not fucking heavy. And, and and it doesn't mean anything. It does not mean anything. You don't have to be fucking heavy to be fucking prog. But um, look at Dream Theater. <laughs> look ahead. Uh, shit, there's there's just look at Hawkins. Shit, that that should just shut you right up, man. Um, but I don't feel like you know to answer your question. Why why do I talk so much shit about Mastodon? To be quite honest with you, Mastodon is just a fucking trash band. I think they're a gimmick band. And when you hear so much about the individuals who are writing the music and they're always themselves talking shit about heavy metal in itself, saying that they don't like heavy metal and they think heavy metal is shit, I think that kind of reinforces my view you know my views on uh on Mastodon I don't want to be listening to a band who thinks that fucking heavy metal is trash because quite frankly I think they're fucking trash so fuck them moving on to question number two what was your first favorite heavy metal album this is from Brittany from France. No. No. Yeah. Well, I don't think... No, there's no name. It's from... I think it's from... Somebody in Brittany in France. Okay. So... <clears throat> my first heavy metal album... Oh, I guess my very, very, very first one. Holy shit. That's fucking hard. Um, I'm going to have to say that my first heavy metal album, or my first favorite album, actually. Oh, boy. You guys are going to tease. Uh, it would have been Primus, uh, Tales from the Punch Bowl. Uh, I, I remember ordering from the was it Columbia House or whatever the fuck that is. Uh, it was like 20 albums for like a penny or 20 albums for like a nickel or some shit like that. And I remember I ordered a shitload of different rock albums. And I remember I only had uh, the ability to order because of the description that they gave. And one of the descriptions I really enjoyed was from Primus. And I was like, oh, what is this? I'm, I'm just, I just got, I just got, <laughs> it just piqued my interest, I suppose. And I was like, I'm going to fucking check out this fucking album, you know. And uh, before I begin with that, yeah, if you want to know what other albums I picked, uh, I picked shit like uh, the D. Matthews Band, <laughs> Crash. I picked, um, I think it was a CCR album. No, I don't think it was CCR. It might have been a first Gump soundtrack. I don't fucking remember. Um, I don't know. It was all Columbia. So I don't remember entirely too many things. But I digress. So, But I remember that being my first album. I remember that first album that I really liked the most. It was, it was Primus. Tales from a Punch, uh, punch Bowl. And, and I remember... At that point, I remember I would just start taking everything like a fucking sponge and just like listening to every sort of metal genre that there was at that point and just trying to listen to everything. So I was like listening to uh, thrash and, and I was listening to um, punk and I would listen to and I which I hated punk at that time. I thought punk was fucking oh, I thought punk was fucking trash, dude punk to me I thought was like a lazy man way of making uh, music it was like a 
a, a lazy way to make uh, rock. That's how I saw punk. And uh, I still see it that way, but there's a lot of good punk bands out there, so I, I'm not so critical upon it. But, but you know, you're like listening to Tales from a Punch Bowl, and you're like talking to other teens. Actually, not even fucking teens. This is like preteen. And you're like talking to fucking people about this shit, and they're like, uh, "You're fucking weird," you know? Like you're like, uh, "Why?" <laughs> You know, and they're like they're like listening to like Alice in Chains and shit and like Soundgarden and um which I was too and I didn't say shit about, but I liked them too, but you know, you're like you have you know Load had just come out and you're like listening to King Nothing and you're like also listening to like Winona's Big Brown Beaver and uh, all of a sudden you're met with all these thoughts and it's like am I, am I doing the right thing am I listening to the right thing um, no I was it turned out that I was fine I was just doing just fine I think I was just the the one that was a little bit more experimental and turns out that that's just the way I've always been my whole life so I would say that to other people is that don't ever fucking doubt yourself because there will always be people who will doubt you but if you're happy with what you feel don't even fucking worry about it don't even fucking sweat it they're the, they're the weird ones you're not don't forget that Now moving on to the next question. It was a very interesting question, by the way. Which they gave me no. Uh, they didn't give me no. Um, I don't know who the fuck it's from. So that's just wonderful. They they ask. Ew, you actually like rap? Question mark. The way it's worded leads me to believe that it's some sort of girl in her teens. I don't know, but very strange. And kind of insulting, I could tell you that. Because I am not a person, or I don't think that just because we're metalheads, we have to be... You know, we have to, oh, well, we'll just listen to one style of music. That's not the way it works, buddy. That's not the way it ever fucking worked. So, we just, like, supposed to stop listening to, like, classic rock. We're not supposed to be listening to these, you know, the oldies or anything like that anymore. Like, what the fuck's up with that? I think it's a little insulting. But, whatever. Could be somebody who's very young and dumb. Doesn't know shit. And so, to this person, yes, I fucking listen to rap, but to be clear, I listen to old school fucking hip-hop from the early 90s that I feel those are the type of people that identified the same way as we did, you know? People from that time were talking about the way it is and the way it was. And I think that's just as important, man. If you're going to hang out with somebody and they're going to be genuine with you, I want to be with somebody who's genuine with me at the same time. I don't want to be hanging out with somebody who's fucking fake because that's bullshit, dude. They were going through a lot of the same things that we fucking go through till this day. We talked about this in in a couple of podcasts before. They're viewed differently. Well, guess what? Metalheads are viewed differently. They're the black sheep. Well, we're the black sheep too. We go out in public, you get stared at. They go out in public, they get stared at. It's the fucking same thing. 
we're 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 one and the same. And I'm talking about like the old school hip hip hop, you know, people and the gangsters from back then, and you know, just being people that no one trusted. And guess what? Shit, we're not trusted to this day either. Or oh, you got tattoos, or you fucking dress a certain way, you're just fucking black, or whatever, dude. It's still the same thing. It's still one and the same. And sometimes you have people who are metalheads who do dress like cholos. You know what I mean? Like they're all one and the same. It's it's just the same thing, and I don't, I don't think it should matter. So I think this question is a little bit. A little stupid. Yeah, I actually do listen to rap. And I like NWA, Snoop Dogg, Dre. All that, you know, Wu-Tang. All that old shit. So. Go fuck yourself if you don't like it. It's all good. Alright, moving on to our next question. Oh, dude. This is a good one. This is a good one. Okay. And here's another one with no... No name. Uh, who... Who do you take? Dio or Ozzy Black Sabbath? Oh, boy. Well, a lot of you guys already know... You don't know. You know I don't need to answer because a lot of you already know. But because some of you guys don't know, I'll answer. I'll answer. I guess. Um. So I've been a proponent of uh, Dio for years. I've been championing him since he was back in his doo-wop days in the '60s and. And his elf days, and when he was in Rainbow, and when everything. Well, one question I have to ask you is, who the fuck, like, when was it, do you think, that Tony Iommi and Bunch were like, we're going to fucking take Dio? When was it, do you think, in the 70s? Do you think they had a tour with Rainbow? Do you think Black Sabbath had a tour with Rainbow? You know, maybe they played a festival somewhere and they heard Dio sing. And they're like, holy fuck, who's this guy? We got to poach his ass. We got to take him. Did, Did Dio send them any fucking tapes? You know, because you got to ask yourself. Dio was not happy anymore with with Rainbow. He wasn't happy anymore with Richie Blackmore. Black Sabbath was not happy with Ozzy anymore at this point either. So who made the first jump? Who made the first attempt? And you know what what happened? I what that's what I really want to know is what the fuck happened. All I know is that Black Sabbath made the right choice because then they acquired Ronnie James Dio, one of the best singers in the history of heavy fucking metal and rock. And they made two, well, they made three righteous albums with them. So I kind of feel like I'll take Dio. But I mean, I mean the dude, the dude just rocks, man. I mean, he had this this fucking rocking charisma and this is such a beautiful fucking person. And I mean, don't don't you know, don't get it twisted. Ozzy was awesome too. He was great and he was you know, he was just as charismatic and whatnot. It's just that you know, you're getting Ozzy, who's volatile. You don't know what the fuck you're going to get from him. But you know very much that you're going to get 100% from fucking Dio, dude, every single time. You know? You get somebody who's fucking honest with you, who's who will fucking want to be there because he wants to fucking be there, you know? 
I think Dio is the best choice they ever made. And because of that, I will always take Dio era Black Sabbath over uh, Ozzy era Sabbath. And I do feel that Dio era Sabbath has more, I think they have better songs um, for the short time that they were with them. Um, but I'm not going to take away from Ozzy either. Ozzy was outstanding and certainly left a legacy. So, my preference though, Dio. So now we have our final question. And our final question is from somebody named James from Chicago. James from Chicago wants to know what are your top 10 albums of all time? And I think that's kind of hard to answer. I think that is really fucking hard to answer. Luckily, (laughs) I had already answered them before. Not literally, but I already had an idea of what I was looking into. It's still a hard question if you if you ask me. It's still an incredibly hard question. So excuse me. So with that being said, what are your top ten albums of all time? Alright, now folks, there's gonna be full Disclaimer here. Disclosure. These are mine. These are mine. Okay? These are my favorite albums. They're not yours. These are mine. Okay? If you agree, wonderful. If you don't agree, wonderful. But again, these are my favorite albums. These are my top 10 favorite albums. Okay. Once again, to all you fuckers who don't want to fucking listen, these these albums are my favorite albums. Okay, not yours. My favorite albums. Anyways, I have to reiterate because some of you are tercos. You just have to fucking. But but my but me no, it's mine, dude. It's mine. It's all good. Okay, you share with me. Yours if you want to. And I'll go in public and I'll fucking share yours. Okay? It's all good, brother. Anyways. So this is in... Not in any... Specific order. This is going to be just... Blah. I'm just going to name them. Okay? So... First one. Means a lot to me. It is a... I would say crossover, uh, maybe punk crossover, thrash crossover, punk. You know, it's, it's it's a crossover album, but it is Biohazard, Mataleo, or Mataleo, and that album for me is a fucking beautiful album. Um, Like it's it's like super, pretty much fucking, a little hardcore, maybe like ten percent hardcore, but it's just punk all the way through and with some with metal fucking riffs, you know. And I love that album because it just reminds me, you know, to fuck the rules, you know, fuck the rules, fuck fuck the rules. Next album would be Metallica and Justice for All. Now, if you guys been listening to the podcast, you fucking know that Injustice for All is my favorite fucking Metallica album. 
And I think it is probably their best album that they've ever done. Even without fucking bass. Which is a travesty because fucking Lars is a piece of shit. And officially we know that he's the asshole that did not want to have bass on the album. So we know what happened there. We know who. So isn't that fucking crazy? But uh, and Justice for All is probably one of my favorites, just because it's it's progressive, it's heavy, it's, it's I mean it's insanely fucking heavy. The I mean fucking drums are outstanding. Everything is just great. James's voice and everybody's writing is just precise, and it's fucking beautiful. Moving on, Pantera, Cowboys from fucking hell. I'm sorry, Pantera. Cowboys from Hell. <laughs> so, Cowboys from Hell, man. What can I say about this album? It's one of those albums that if you're not sure what kind of music you're into, uh, it's a good starter. It's a good starter album, and it's a good starter album. Uh, if you want to have a fucking party, just fucking whip the shit on and let it go. And if you, if you guys know, let it go. That's the way it's supposed to be. Um, it's just, it's one of the albums with Phillips' voice. I know Phillips' not the greatest uh, vocalist out there, but his vocals on Cowboys are, you know, they're just outstanding. His highs are high, dude. I mean, they're rivaling fucking Halfords and shit, you know. Uh, and I kind of feel like this album also gets people. Um, um, if they're into like power, if they don't know, let's say, into power metal, they might be into power metal and like traditional heavy metal. Like this album will, is a good indicator to get people into that style of music. You know what I mean? Because it's so it's just heavy enough. I mean, it's not that fucking fast, but it's heavy enough to get people into thinking. You know what? I actually like this other style of music, and so I think it's a good. Um, it's a good gateway album to to get other people onto other music. Speaking of otherworldly music, now I wasn't saying that, but speaking of other music, uh, Opeth Orchid. Now the Orchid album. It's true to my heart. The Orchid album is a masterpiece. It is a, it's just music wizardry. Um, I, I ask people to listen to it. If you have not heard it, please listen to it. I think it's one of the best albums in the last 30 years easily. Um, it's one of the most important albums I do feel in the last 30 years easily. Um, I kind of feel like if we didn't have Orchid, a lot of the music that we have now wouldn't wouldn't exist. Because Orchid is such an important album. Um, the style of music is kind of like you have your clean vocals, you have your growls, your cookie monsters, right? But you have this jam session, heavy metal. Uh, you know this jam session almost because there's no there's no choruses you know it's just so open and just so free it's like a jam session of melodicism and just fucking beautiful guitar magic and I love how Michael Lopez is like oh yeah we were yeah you know we only rehearsed once you know we were we only practiced like once. And then we went right into the studio, and it's like, yeah, well, you know what? Good. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, because it sounds like fucking, it sounds fucking amazing, brother. So, then we get a monomarth. Amon Amarth, once sent from the Golden Hall. Oh, god damn it. Oh, god damn it. 
That is such a fucking great album, too. First time I heard them was through, and if you guys have heard the podcast, you know already, through the Deathmeister sampler through Metal Blade Records, in which they had Victorious March on that specific one. Excuse me. And I never forgot it. Ever since then, I, I looked for it, and I bought that fucking album, and I had it, and it was just one of my favorites. I mean, when you look at this, this gem, and it's just a fucking, I, I swear, in every word, in every sense of the word, it's just a fucking gem. One set from the Golden Hall is just, like, Norris, it just oozes Norris goodness. But it's so raw at the same time, it doesn't really sound like, I guess what 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 you would uh, associate with with Amanda Marth now, uh, this is in their their early inception. So this sounds a little bit, and I'll, and and it's just a very little bit, okay, like a counter black metal ish, ish ish, black metal ish, just like just a little counter of that with. Mostly everything melodic death metal. <clears throat> Moving on. One of my other most important albums that you guys had heard uh, last week or the other week in the Catatonia episode. Catatonia, Tonight's Decision, is one of my other f- favorite albums of all time. Um, tonight's Decision to me was quite unique in that it was one of those first albums that I heard through and through Uh, besides Viva Emptiness to get me through harsh times Um, yeah it was one of those albums that kind of it just kind of Let's you forget all the bad thoughts and all the bad things that are happening, even though they kind of talk about those things. It lets you forget. And God damn it, isn't that what's important? That let, it lets you forget about all the fucking bad things that are happening to you? Because that's what's more important, man. I'd rather be more relaxed. You know, it's like listening. It's like tell. It's <laughs> it's like someone giving you a story of how shitty their life is compared to yours, and then you kind of feel better because like, oh shit, at least my life isn't as shitty. And I kind of see a lot of these bands like that. It's kind of like uh, Married with Children. You guys ever watch that with Al Bundy? You know, like Al Bundy always has such a shitty life. Apparently, according to him, he had this hot redhead wife, right? And she was always wanting to bone him. And she was always ready to jump his bones. But it's funny how he always had this shitty life. He never, you know, he was a shoe salesman. He hardly ever made money and, and whatnot. But here he is, you know, just just grinding along, just grinding, grinding, just trying to get through every day no matter what. And I'm like, you know what? I love my life because at least I'm not a shitty uh, shoe salesman like Al Bundy, you know what I mean? Like, makes me happy at least. So, oh, partially. So, but that's why I love a lot of these these uh, depressive metal bands is that that's how they make you feel. They don't necessarily let you forget about the shit that happened to you, but they make you feel better about it, and at least that counts for something, you know. So. Moving on to the next band. I think this is kind of a band that that a lot of people... um, Not... not, Maybe you don't know about. And if you're an old soul like me, you do know about. But I'm talking about Sabotage. And I'm talking about specifically the album Gutter Ballet. So if you know Sabotage, you know this is the precursor to, um, oh geez, what is that? 
the uh, welcome was it the Sarajevo welcome Sarajevo uh, the Christmas metal stuff that comes out every once every year if you know they're the precursor to that ah, Jesus I forgot the name uh, but they play heavy metal like Christmas music you know but uh, but sabotage is not that. Sabotage is actually really strange. They're they from they're from Florida, I believe, and they they came about and uh, they started writing just straightforward heavy metal music. Uh, they started doing this just standard, you know, the standard heavy metal music, and it kind of uh, with John Oliva started getting better at the keyboards and his his vocals. It started getting more into this progressive rock, um, and it became into this almost like theatrical stuff that started happening uh, with a gutter ballet. It started becoming very, very theatrical, and almost like he was playing, almost like a play. But it still kept the heaviness. Like the one thing that's so awesome about Sabotage is that they kept the heaviness. And they kept it. Uh, even though it was just a little drawn out, a little bit, a little strange. I, I think they're fucking outstanding. So, can't go wrong with Sabotage. Next episode. Sorry, next man. Gates of Ishtar, the Dawn of Flames. So, this is an album that I've been listening to for uh, over 20 years. Uh, Never gets old. Never, ever gets old. I have it in rotation at least once every couple weeks. uh, Or at least once a month I have it in rotation. Because it's just one of those albums that you need to listen to all the time. The solo... um, there's, there's, okay. First of all, again, if you guys are familiar with Dance One, oh, this is a great album that uh, he participated in. He was the keyboardist, and I think for me, my favorite. I mean, the the whole album was great. You can't go wrong with the whole album. But I let me tell you. Listen to the fucking uh, the solo on Perpetual Dawn, the arrival of eternity. Listen to the, fir- the the solo at the end, the very end, and tell me that doesn't sound like a, a solo that that Queen wouldn't do, or a, a solo that Queen, you know, that that they could have done. You know. Listen to the bass line in the beginning of Trail of Tears. You know, listen to the keyboards that are provided by Dan Suano on the Dawn of Flames. This whole album, I think there's just something to offer to everybody. It is a, uh, definitely it's melodic death metal. But this is melodic death metal pre-Children of Bodum. This is melodic death metal pre Kalma, so it's not going to be fast. It's not going to be uh, any at those speeds. But if you're in maybe in the speed of Insomnium, then you might be okay. You might be in the right department uh, because it's not fast. And if you're listening to let's say even um, Dissection, you'd be in the right fucking place too at this point so get to Vishtar the Dawn of Flames another outstanding fucking album that I is on my top 10 moving on Judas Priest Painkiller oh boy now here's some people who I know who don't get it there are some people who I know who won't even listen to Driss Priest who do not like 
this album and who doesn't even listen to them. So, guess what? This album's not for you guys. We'll leave it for everybody else. You guys can forget about it. But if you're if you're into pure just straight up pure heavy fucking metal. High vocals. We're talking about like Man of War, just straight up high vocals, catchy ass fucking riffs, catchy ass choruses, and the entire album is fucking killer, not just one or two, the entire album, then this album is for you. The fucking cover art is amazing with that metal dude on top of the fucking uh, heavy, uh, motorcycle. Amazing. So fucking surprising. If there are some people who didn't know that Judas Priest was that fucking heavy, this is the one that they discover. Holy fuck, they're that fucking heavy. Because they never thought that they were that heavy. They just thought, ah, they're, you know, oh, Judas Priest is just like 80s and shit. No, listen to this fucking album. That modernized them. That made them who they are now. Big fucking steel balls which is what you should be fucking listening to if you have not fucking heard now moving on to my last heavy metal album uh, on my top 10 easily and you guys are probably going to narrow it down you might know already you might know Uh, it is Dio Holy Fucking Diver I'm sorry, Holy Diver. I know that's not what it's called. But it's Dio Holy Diver. Because holy shit, it's such a fucking great album. And as he brings up, tons of great songs. Um, To me, I think something spectacular about it is just the fucking, the cover art. The cover art is something I think is special because I know Dio has said it himself. You know, you don't know if... um, You don't know if... Excuse me. You don't know if the demon is, is trying to drown the priest or if you don't know the priest is trying to drown the demon. Very interesting, I think. Very interesting thought. Uh, one other interesting thing it came out in 1983, the year that I was born, hero. But you also get amazing songs like "Caught in the Middle." Now, "Caught in the Middle" easily to me is it kind of showcases his uh, Ronnie James Dio's voice. It tells you sort of what he's capable of doing and. You know, the highs and whatnot. Um, But holy fuck. Don't talk to strangers. Straight through the heart. Rainbow in the dark. Gypsy. Holy diver. Stand up and shout. Out of nine songs. There's like eight songs that are just fucking staples. That we all know. Get the fuck out of here, dude. That's fucking incredible. But those are those are again, you know, those are just those are just some of my heavy metal albums, my top ten of all time, I think, um, that I want people to listen to. You don't even have to. I mean, you can give me yours. We'll check them out. Um, but yeah, man. Again, I'm kind of bummed out because we didn't get to hear the episode that I wanted you guys to hear, man. With Gonzo, it just it just didn't come out because of technical difficulties. It's gonna come out uh, not the next one this weekend, but the following. It's gonna come out next week, so you guys are gonna hear it. It's gonna be on a special person named Dan Swano. I want to go ahead again and and give my condolences to the people of Brazil for Andre Matos and everyone in South America. I want to. Give a hell yeah to Vinnie Paul. It's one year anniversary. 
I want to say get well to Dave Mustaine because I know that you're going to fucking beat this. And I also want to say that, uh, you know, let's celebrate Anthony Bourdain Day. And with that being said, I want to tell you, buy the ticket, take the ride. <laughs>